Whenever you want to show someone that you truly love them, what do you do? What's the best option to show them that you care, that you truly seek to have them as a part of your life, that they're vital, they're important to you? What is the thing that you'd go to? So often we can come up with a lot of different ideas to really manifest our love for someone. So maybe we give them a card, maybe we do something special for them, maybe we simply just speak those words, I love you. Or we do something of that sort, that we've got a lot of different ideas and we're very creative in showing our love. But the important thing is this, and it's what undergirds every single action that we can do. It's that we're trying to communicate something important and something essential, that we truly care for this other person, that we truly seek after their well-being, that we want to see them and we want them to be a part of our life. And we don't often think about it, but the Lord does something similar with each one of us. And we've all heard that cliche statement that God loves you. And we've probably heard that and to some extent we believe that. But it's actually an invitation. It's something that's so much more than it seems on the surface. What's it really calling us to do? How is it inviting us into that relationship with God? How is it seeking to make us change our life and change it in a fundamental and beautiful way? That's really what the readings and the gospel seek to have us do and consider this morning. So we start off and we have this first reading from the Book of Wisdom, and we're all very familiar with that Book of Wisdom and what it does, that it lives up to its namesake, that it gives us all of these different statements and these different things that really show us what it is to be wise, to truly know how God is a part of our life. Often it's wisdom that's just on a normal, natural level. Sometimes it's in regard to God, and this week we get it in regard to God. Because it's stating how the entire universe is as a grain of rice and how it's as a drop of dew, that it's very small in scheme in comparison to the grandeur of God. And yet there's something important here. Because it's not just saying that everything's so small that we should be afraid of our God, that we should simply cower in fear over here in the corner, but it's actually telling us that because it wants us to realize just how great we are in our relationship with God. And so whenever it goes through, it's trying to remind us, yes, in comparison to God, we're seemingly insignificant, but look at what God does anyway. That because we exist, because of the very fact that we're here today, that shows us something important to our relationship, that we are important to God. And that's truly something that's profound, is something essential to our spiritual life, but it's something that we often forget. And so it goes through, it reminds us of just how important, how much prestige, how much we take up God's view. And yet there's something else here. Because it's reminding us that God has this view that he's always paying attention to us, yes. But it's for something important, that he wants for our well-being and our good. What does that mean? That so often in life we have to surrender those things that are getting in the way. And so it's reminding us that he's always seeking that return, that repentance, those things that are getting in the way. He wants us to put them to the side so that we can truly seek that relationship in a new and profound way. We're important to God, but he wants to see that importance reciprocated back to him. Then we move on to the second St. Paul in his second letter to the Thessalonians. And he has two different points that he wants to remind the Thessalonians or those of the church of Thessalonica here. So he's trying to remind them of the need to have faith. And so St. Paul's reminding them that he's always praying for that fundamental and that important gift of faith. That they always seek that day in and day out and that they grow and that they manifest that faith. But whenever it comes down to it, he's telling them that he's doing it for a purpose. Because sometimes life is easy, sometimes life is difficult. 
And in those difficult moments, one should not fall away from the gift of faith, but they should rather seek the ways that they're continuing to be called into that deeper gift and that deeper manifestation. That he doesn't want them to fall away whenever there's turmoil, whenever there's scandal, whenever there's all sorts of things that happen in their midst, even a false letter. That he doesn't want them to fall away, but he wants them to be so strengthened by their faith and their relationship in God that nothing will ever shake them. And so St. Paul reminds them that he's praying for that grace, but they always need to seek after that faith themselves to continue to be strengthened in that grace and that relationship with God. Then finally, we move on to the Gospel of Luke, and we're here hearing about this very familiar passage, the story of Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. We've all probably known this story since we were very young, but it's nonetheless very essential for us to go back through. Because we hear about Zacchaeus, this man that's short in stature. He climbs a tree because he wants to see the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus walks by, and he could have passed on, but he stops at that tree, looks up, and says, Zacchaeus, come down, for today I must stay in your house. Zacchaeus comes down, he welcomes the Lord into his house, and then he starts to tell the Lord all the different ways that his life is going to be changed, and it's going to be changed for the better. That he's going to remove, that he's going to give all half of his possessions to the poor, and that if he extorted anyone, if he cheated them out of their money, then he's going to give them something four times over to make recompense. What does Jesus say? Today, salvation has come to this house. Today, something has changed. Something has fundamentally improved in Zacchaeus' life because he's sought after God and he's truly sought that desire of his heart. He's truly come into relationship in a new and profound way. And so Zacchaeus is truly striving after the Lord. And because of that, he's receiving that grace of salvation. He's renouncing all of those things that get in the way. And he's really seeking after that thing that he really wants, he really desires, his Lord, Jesus Christ. But when it comes to us, do we truly believe that our God is in a loving relationship with us? Now, I don't mean that in a superficial or a shallow way, but I mean a way that's truly going to change our life for the better. Because so often we can say that, yes, we know God loves us, but do we believe that? Do we really see the way that he's inviting us into that relationship? Because if we believe that our God loves us, we're going to change our life and we're going to do so many different things to show that we believe that that love is there. Do we believe that our God is in a relationship of love with each of us? Because as we look through and we see at the very beginning when we're reading that book of wisdom, it's reminding us of just how much our God loves us, how much he's there for us, how much he wants to be there, and he wants to invite us back in the relationship with him even when we fall. What about those moments in life it's really difficult to believe that our Lord's there? What about in the disappointments? What about in the grief? What about in the struggle, the afflictions, all of the different things that happen in our daily life? Whenever it seems like our God is far removed, do we believe that he still loves us into being in this very moment? Because that's something important. It's something that we should remind ourselves of day in and day out, especially in the moments whenever it's most difficult. But then we also should consider that example of Zacchaeus. Because so often we can look at him and we can see that Zacchaeus is over there. That's a beautiful story. It might not have much relation to my life. But doesn't it? Because the fact is that each of us are seeking the Lord, at least in some small way, even if we don't realize it. The person that's walking by on the street today, they are seeking Jesus even if they don't know his name. But each one of us should be doing that as well. Whenever we seek God, it's not something that we can enter into and just kind of say, yes, I love God and that's it. That's empty. That's worthless. But if we're truly going to seek after God and seek into that relationship, we're going to renounce all sorts of things. 
We saw Zacchaeus, and he dramatically improves his life that day because he renounces all of those things that's holding him back from receiving the Father's love, and he truly seeks after it in a new and a more full way. So he renounces his former life, and he seeks a new life of honesty, a life in relationship to God. But do we do that? Because so often in our life, we can have those things that get in the way of our relationship with God, but we don't really seek to renounce them. But if we do, we know that we improve and we exam examine our hearts and we make more room for Jesus Christ. That in many times in our life, we are exactly like Zacchaeus. That we're coming up that tree, we're looking for the Lord, and he invites us into that deeper relationship. And he doesn't say, when you get to it, he says, today. He says, right here, right now. He says, we're going to do this when I say it's time, whenever the will of God dictates that. It's not whenever we get to it, it's not in some future place, but it's right here, right now. We don't want to miss our chance and our opportunity to make God a fuller part of our life. But we have to be like Zacchaeus, we have to be open, we have to be willing. But finally, we have this other opportunity as well. We see the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, and it reminds us of that gift of faith. We have to continue to strive and to seek after that relationship of faith. Because it's not just something that we can enter into and say, yes, I'm in a relationship with God, and then go do as we want. We really have to put effort in. We have to seek those ways that we're going to strengthen our faith day in and day out. One of the first and the best ways that we're doing that is by the Holy Eucharist. Because every time we come into this church and we come to Holy Mass, we're seeking after Jesus. We're looking as if Zacchaeus was and climbing up that tree because we want to see the Lord. Every time we receive the Eucharist, it's very much the same. And it's not just something we do passively, but it's something that really seeks to bolster and to improve our relationship. It's really something that seeks to improve our life of faith with Him. And so whenever we approach the Eucharist or any of the sacraments, especially confession included, that increases, it bolsters our faith. And so we should be seeking after those things or reading, praying scripture, all of these different things. We should be seeking after them all the time. But why? Because our God loves us. Because he's there for us. Because he invites us into this relationship, even in the moments when we do wrong. That we know how to express love to one another. That we know these acts of service, these words of affirmation, these acts of kindness, or those different words that just simply say, I love you. And they invite someone into a deeper relationship with us. But our God does the same thing with us. The question is, are we willing to respond? So my brothers and sisters, Jesus reminds us, he comes to seek and to save what was lost. That he's truly seeking after each one of us, and he wants to express that love so that we can respond in kind. So let's look for those ways that we see the Lord, that we believe in his love, that we renounce whatever gets in the way of our relationship with him, but we also seek the Lord in a new and more profound way. Because Jesus is walking by, he's passing by that sycamore tree that we're all in. The question, are we going to come down today and let him into our house?